With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Detroit News. Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who wish they had as much FaceTime with Cooter as Matthew Stafford. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 276. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my very good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? Good, Chris. Uh, I got a joke for you. Um, why does Dr. Pepper come in a bottle? Um, I- I'm not quite sure, actually. His wife died. Uh Ouch. <laughs> All right. Um, I told you it was a little off color. It is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today's show, we're going to get the coverage on the COVID cats. We're going to get an opt-out uh, and the finalists on, on who opted out uh, to get closed out on that. Uh, wide receivers, the team's record, are both getting some national love. We'll talk about that. We got some changes deep in the secondary. We're going to talk about those things because they're important and fun. We're going to take you around the division and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? Very ready to go. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... Oh, wow! Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Dylan from the old Guaminator. Uh, also, we got our very first donor, Mathis. He's looking good out there. Brian B. from I Prevail. All joining us at patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You can go there, too. As little as a dollar a month gets you on board. You get access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the face of the planet, on the internet. Also, we've got some other channels that are pretty good. You're looking for some stock tips. We have a gambling chat uh, chat for about about that. Got uh, You got the, uh, an expert home flipper on there with uh, Wisco. You can learn some, some stuff about there, how to rebuild the Bobcat and a lot more. A lot of great combo, and especially the Lions combo, great stuff. You get access as little as a dollar a month. Folks like Kyle Sturos, who just hit us in the $20 plus club, though, 
as you saw at the beginning of the video on the YouTube version, got his name up in lights. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you joining the, the 20 plus club, man. You are a excellent kind of dude for that. All right. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see Case. With no pants on. Mm, the very best. All right. Also, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Looking good there all the time. Subscribe there. Make sure uh, we show up in your face. We're all over your face. <laughs> and then uh, also make sure you hit that that bell so you know when we go live. Uh, you know, usually this time of year we would be doing some random live hits from training camp and so on. But uh, it's it's a little different this time. Hey, what's up, Colin, there in the chat? Uh, so hit us on YouTube. Get in there. Also, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, all the, all the places people find their podcasts we're on those things give us those uh those five star reviews give us a like on the youtube um but you know those five stars are important help other people come to find the show if you uh, want to talk about ways we can improve do that in the subreddit for us we happy to have that conversation and understand what the community is looking for lastly give us a call via skype at detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or call us in the lions line at 929-33 lions it's 929-335-4667 it's uh place you leave a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show tighten your chin straps kids it's time to review this week in reddit all right so i'm talking about a lot of exciting things going down this week in reddit and uh we're gonna start out like we have lately it's the top of the news top of the pops we want to talk about the COVID cats. There's a couple of sick kids out there. They're at least on the list and a couple of folks who have opted out for the year. The opt out list is finalized. So we'll be able to uh, get some, some good work on that. Uh, start out first. There's only one guy on the COVID cats TM list, right? Case. Yeah. And that would be Jalen, <laughs> Jalen Elliott. Yeah. Uh, safety. Um, I not super familiar with him, which means he's probably, not a roster guy, but you know, who knows? Um, but it has been 12 days since the lions had a positive test. So I assume that he, while he tested positive at one point, he isn't positive at the moment, just hasn't returned off the list. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how, how the protocol worked, but two uh, not positive tests get you back, but, uh, you've got some choice when to take it. So the idea was, it was kind of a good happy middle place for somebody who maybe wanted to opt out, but now that the opt out options there, you're just missing practice. And despite, you know, the little kerfuffle last week with Stafford's, uh, and Kelly getting upset, the team has done a really good job. I mean, the, the hitting this 12 day mark, without a single positive test is pretty significant and only having one guy on the, on the list at the moment is pretty solid, especially a guy who's not really likely to be a contributor anyway. Um, so they basically have their whole team ready and healthy and, and in training camp. So amazing, isn't it? It's just, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right. So we've got all that. Um, we've got the opt outs and I'm going to let you talk about this just for a little bit case. I got one thing I have to do in the, in, in the, in the background of the studio to help make this a better experience for everybody. Uh, but we got John Atkins, <laughs> Geronimo Allison and, um, you know, superstar Russell Bodine, who's, uh, who are not going to be with us. Help us out with, uh, how devastating this is to the team. I think the only one who had even a shot at making the roster was Allison. Um, and 
if you're taking a cast off from the Packers wide receiver group, which we'll talk about later on too, when we get to around the division. Um, hey, that was slick. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're, you know, putting too much hope on a, on a cast off from the Packers wide receiving group right now, you're in trouble. Uh, the one thing that Allison did really well uh, that all of their wide receivers seem to do really well, including the new one they got, uh, is block. Um, so I don't know, you know, if they had plans to use him in, in, in running sets to, you know, help help spring the backs. I don't know, but I, I don't think it's particularly, you know, heavy loss either. So, Right, right, right. Well, Atkins, Atkins would have, I lied, Atkins probably would have made the roster too, but he's the last guy on the depth chart. So. Right. Okay. We got it. Um, weirdness. Weirdness here. We can fix this on the, uh, on the fly. Uh-oh. There really weren't very many players across the league who are impact players who are going to be sitting out this year. Um, you've got a few, and we'll talk about one of them in, in around the division too, but uh, you've got mostly just the one uh, significant loss for the Bears, as well as, um, you know, it, you've got a couple teams, the Jaguars, the Panthers, who have some have some guys sitting, but it's not going to affect the opt-outs are not going to affect our season very much. Mm-hmm. Either way you look at it. Yeah. Okay. So we wound up in a good spot there looking good. I want to talk about something that's on the other side of the fence because you know, this, this whole COVID thing has been hanging over everybody's world for so long and, and causing frustrations, problems, you know, the, the great uh, TP run of 2020, all the things that have happened this year and caused stress. Um, the Lions are getting something kind of nice, and it's you know what it's, it's sometimes you just want to celebrate those those good things when they happen. So, um, to you know, there's a lot. I don't say a lot, but there are members of the national press talking about the Lions and how they are the zero to hero rebound team of the year, and this uh, record rebound love. <laughs> is is something we can at least bask in now, right? I mean, this yeah. is something we can enjoy. It's a little bit of uh, of of energy to kind of feed the the system. But let's talk about it. I mean, do, how real is it, right? Because people have to. People need their clicks, right? So, how real is this? Are we being played? I mean, we talked to Riz. He's not super confident in a record this year. I think um, a lot of the prognosticators are going to have a lot more trouble doing their predictions this year. I'll tell you, just unrelated but very very similar um this year hurricanes are gonna be a mess why covid why because fewer planes are in the sky and planes re- relay weather data all the time so all the models and everything you're gonna say the planes are affecting the <laughs> no no i'm not talking, I'm not talking about contrails here all right chris <laughs> the contrails for later right <laughs> no but they 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 uh they transmit weather data all the time from yeah. where they're at and there's all this information that comes in from those planes that they use to build out the models and and be able to model the weather they're missing huge data sets and they're unable then to do predictions. And predictions have been really janky. Living down here in Florida, we watch them really closely now. I mean, starting around, like, my birthday is really the start of the heat of the season through October 15th. Um, it's time to really start watching them. Not having enough data really gives you a hard time. It's the same thing now, I think, in the, in the football space, right? There's no preseason. There's no training camp. We're getting so little information. Even the, num- the people of the press 
that are allowed there is limited to, I think it's six people in a camera uh, or four people in a camera, something like that. We're, it, everything is being filtered through a, through a, a specific lens and we're not getting those interactions and seeing what we have. Um, there's a lot of great moves the lines have made. There's areas where they haven't made great moves. Teams have changed significantly. The way they've practiced and gotten people warmed up has changed significantly. It's going to be hard for anybody, Riz, the national people, anybody, to use these these um, this th- these models that they have, if you will, um, with as little data as they have this year with any kind of reliability. So I'm going to take that back to this whole kind of idea that we're looking at this this rebound record. What does it mean? What are the ways that we could make this true, Case? Let's talk about that first. Well, for one thing, we're not going through a coaching change or a quarterback change. Those are the two toughest things to deal with when you have such a limited amount of time to work. Right. So, I mean, we have the benefit there. That's not a problem for the rest of the division except for the Bears, who um, possibly have quarterback issue. And we'll we'll talk more about that, too, when we get to the around the division. But uh, they've got you know, some decisions to make and then they're going to have some uh, a hard time making them with this little amount of time. Uh, we're fortunate that we don't have to do that. Uh, we do have some new players who are expected to step up right away, which doesn't make it easy. Uh, but you'd have, you'd be hard pressed to find any team in the league that didn't have at least a couple of those guys. You right. Know? Right. Um, so I don't think we're at a disadvantage there. If you want to talk about how the lions, the blueprint of how the lions get that uh, worst to first thing going on, it's health mm-hmm. and it's being the healthiest team in the division. It's Matthew Stafford playing 16 games or however many games there are. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's our running back staying healthy. It's Deandre Swift actually doing, you know, coming in and, and holding up on his health that he had through college. It would be carry on also staying healthy. It would be, you know, we haven't had a ton of guys on defense who've missed, you know, who are, who are chronic time missers, but losing chunk chunks of time from, from significant role players is always going to be a problem. So we avoid that. And the rest, the rest of the division doesn't avoid that. We avoid, you know, the virus and maybe the rest of the division doesn't. Those are the ways you get worst first. You got obviously you've got Stafford coming off a really good year prior to his injury. Getting back to that in and of itself, it puts them in a probably like an eight win record. So I mean, mm-hmm. already if Stafford's healthy for sixteen games and plays like he did, uh, like he played last year, I think we're an eight and eight team. The big question, obviously, the, the thing that would actually push them above that is whether or not the system, the culture, the everything that Patricia spent the last two years finally comes to fruition. And if the players he's brought in, he's brought in enough players that buy into what he's selling, then that could really be functional and effective. And they could raise the, they could significantly raise the profile of their of their defense the rankings the statistics on in all levels if they're all bought in and if they're all working hard together towards common goal instead of having guys you know taking plays off or you know slay had a down year and he had a down year year last year largely because he didn't care he hadn't bought in uh so it's a i mean it truly is trial by fire this year for for matt patricia he's got to get that group under control because if he does i mean we have lots of solid individual players on defense 
we can make it work and they can be at least an average defense. And if they're an average defense with a top five offense, that's how you go worst to first. There you go. All right. Um, let, let me, a great question from Mike in the, uh, in the chat here. Um, check your text case. Do you think that uh, Patricia's staff is better or worse than average at preparing blindly for the first game of the season? And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, it's interesting. And, and this is something, you know, I sit here and, and I kind of look at it and put it through the, the, the cycle of a workplace and management and that type of thing and use a little bit of management theory on it. Um, the idea that Patricia and, and, and there's one thing we know about Patricia. He's a great self-evaluator. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, everything's going wrong. I got a call going in the background. It's just, it's just going to have to go away. Um, <laughs> it's the work computer, Reagan. Um, so is, is he's the one thing he's a great self-evaluator as a great self-evaluator. He, he exhibits a lot of the skills of that continuous improvement mindset. And I think that part of that mindset, um, and, and the way that he, he's approaches things gives him a leg up. Some guys are just really, really good football guys and they're missing. They're, they're, okay. I'm going to use this analogy. I'll probably wear it out by the end of the day, but they're the National Hurricane Center. They're missing all kinds of flight data right now, right? That, that helps them model their stuff out. Patricia works a little bit differently. I think his theory is a little different and is a little bit less dependent upon that. I think they built some, um, um, some protection points in like the Aquara draft, um, how they work some of these different things out to have guys that can plug and chug with what they want pretty easily. Uh, I think there's a lot of things the team has done to put them in, in good shape. I think that helps. I think there's a little bit of a people are sleeping on the lions. It happens every couple of years, right? That everyone sleeps in the lions and then they, uh, uh, they get a crappy schedule and it's really a chance to pop ahead on, on people. Um, I think there's people are sleeping on the Lions this year. I think they're going to get a couple of weeks. If if, we, if it were a normal 16-game season that's uninterrupted and we play the schedule out, I think they're going to get a couple, two, three weeks before people figure out how good they really are and the conversation starts about are the, are the Lions for real, right? And then people really start taking the team for, for serious and so on. I think uh, we've got a lot of things pointed in our direction. I think we've got a lot of opportunity to seize. But there's one thing historically the Lions have been absolutely horrible at, and that's seizing opportunity when it presents itself. They've they've shot themselves in the foot yeah. forever, and yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers gets injured. We have the division handed to us, and don't and it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean that so kind of thing. So. I can't say that that plays now, right? I, I'm not a believer in luck. I I feel frustrated by that often, and, and and that sort of thing by by what happens and why us and stuff like that. But I also have to say things revert to the mean. We have to see. You know, there's a point when. That stuff goes away, and I just like the way our coaching staff thinks right now. I think it's a very uh, a, a more uh, a different mindset than just football. And I think today's football league requires that you have more than just a football mind to be successful. So um, that's where I'm at. What do you, what do you think, Case? Whether or not our team is built to adjust is like you said, it, it's self-evaluation from Patricia, but it's how quickly that evalu evaluation comes. And so far in his career, that evaluation has come a little bit late. Like at the end um, of the season, right? It's more of a holistic kind of review rather than a inter interim or intermittent review. Right. But, I mean, having said that, we don't know for sure what we're getting out of Patricia this year because guys get better at their jobs the longer they're there. I mean, 
most people. (laughs) (laughs) Some people just coast. Uh, He can't afford to just coast. He has to be better. And, you know, I don't want to make a prediction that he's going to suddenly become the best coach in the league or anything like that. But it wouldn't be surprising to see him take steps forward and learn from the mistakes he made last year when we had plenty of time to make mistakes. He doesn't have time to make mistakes anymore. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. This is um, this is it right now. This year, or even if it goes till next year, um, if 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 they go this year, next year, and things don't turn around, it's it's the end of the Patricia. It's the end of the 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 Quinn experiment, and it's really where they're going for their quarterback. Right? Is it is it Joey Lawrence this year? Whoa! Right? <laughs> it's, I thought we'd do that forever. Is it, <laughs> is it Trevor Lawrence this year, or um, or is it whoever comes along next year as the as the boy wonder? Um, Trevor Lawrence has shown a lot of even you know on Twitter where maturity isn't the number one factor. Uh, he's shown a lot of maturity in how he's handled a lot of things going on this year and and how he's approached a good good leader and that sort of thing. I think Belichick is locking that up with all his people that are opting out and everything else. I think that's just part of the 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 rebuild strategy. They're gonna you talk about tank for a year and come back. <laughs> this is this is the strategy. They're gonna do it with draft picks and cleaning house on the on the cap, and they'll be ready to come back under the Belichick evil rain again uh it's 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 going to be interesting but this is this is it this is the end of the line either this year or next year for this experiment and then we're going to have a significant set of changes for the detroit lions that it's not just the change of a coach it's not just the change of the coach and the gm it's going to be a change of the coach the gm and the key player on the team and that's that scares the hell out of me actually <laughs> not only just key player i think there's a lot of players who would be immediately gone after Patricia left. Uh, you know, they might f- uh, play out their contract, but anybody who's who was brought in under Patricia likely isn't going to stay under a new coach. I mean, I shouldn't say anybody. I should say a lot of players who were brought on in under Patricia likely aren't going to stay under a new coach. It's going to be a totally different system. Right? Everything is going to everything is going to change from the ground up. Unlike the last time we had a coaching change, this would be top down. This would be everything everything change yeah so yep yep yep. and you know a lot of agreement in the chat about uh your hit on the staying healthy piece that is absolutely huge for this team um we saw what happened last year it can't happen again it does happen it's it's just gonna be it will be the worst of all worlds you'll have the covid messed up season you'll have the the team just non-performing i think this would be you talk about a black swan event it's a black swan event for lions fandom i think that would just wipe out so many people they they just would throw their hands up if if this season was a loss it'd just be it'd be hard to take for sure so all right so lions are getting a lot of love there's a lot of reason for it um, we will see how this plays out. It's going to be a very, very uh, interesting year. Let's talk really quick about our friends over at Diamond CBD, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Those are uh, great guys. Support the heck out of the show. They're putting together. They're working. We're working with them on the post game shows every week this year. We're going to have a giveaway. It's a two hundred dollar item. It's a pretty big deal, and uh, we'll have a winner. It'll be a caller that calls in and has a good point. It will be the winner every week. So you're going to have sixteen of these to give away this year. It's a great partner. Why? Well, because it's a great product. We, I, I actually tested it myself for my mother-in-law, who's a, a very old, but, uh, you know, spry and, and, well, not so spry anymore, but wants to be spry woman. Uh, she had some serious pain 
And I wanted to make sure she wasn't getting taken. Taken. She's on a fixed income, so I gave it a shot. And I was like, I was super impressed. So we got her hooked up. I've gotten hooked up with it, um, and and use the CBD regularly. We have different stuff. They have the 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 creams, which is, I found like when I would go lift weights or I rearrange the whole garage or whatever the heck I got going on. And I'm sore after the stuff. You you put it on, and within about 20 minutes, the pain just starts easing. It's it's great. You want to recover from your workouts? That's the way to do it. Um, I just heard this about CBD and sleep, and this was really interesting. If you have problems sleeping, CBD, it, it, it relaxes you, and, you, and you, I find it way easier now to fall asleep than I ever did. But it helps you stay in that deep sleep cycle for a longer period, that super regenerative cycle where your brain repairs and your muscle repairs and all that. The the CBD oil, I use it as a tincture. I just put it in under my tongue for a little bit. Um, you sleep like a baby and it's good sleep I'm, i wake up different in the morning now and i've, I've, I've i oops. <laughs> i just recognized why when i heard that i put two and two together so this stuff is great if you're if you want to try it out i i, I tell you right now is a good time uh head to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com they've got a uh, sale wild bogo that they're using right now i think it's through the weekend um the, through the end of the weekend here uh wild bogo b-o-g-o and uh you buy one get one free huge sale going on over there and they'll help you out they do give us a kickback from everything you buy just so you know but um like i say i am a regular user i have it sitting right here because as i edit i will relax get rid of anxiety i never even knew i had so cbd.detroitlionspodcast go go on over there get yourself what you need take care of yourself get yourself in a great state and uh, get your good sleep get yourself healthy feeling good and uh, help support the show while you do that all right you guys know if i didn't believe in it we wouldn't be talking about it period I mean, we're not gonna we're not selling uh we're not selling bidets <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or stamps.com. All right. Mike, Mike, uh, in the chat asked, is there any insight into the workings of our new defensive coordinator? Are players taking to him? Will he change things up scheme wise? And, and I'll, I'll tell you, Mike, we don't know. And I haven't heard anything. And that's part of the pain of this particular off season is just, we are not able to get that kind of information the way we, you know, we usually feed off of that kind of stuff these uh, several weeks right before the season starts. And and we're watching preseason games, which we've already, you know, we we're missing those games. They would have started already too. I think this would have been week two this last weekend. Um, so, I mean, it, it, is, it is difficult right now as a fan to like get excited just because we're, we're used to getting so much information and so much um, speculation and, and people have their eyes on the players and, their co- and the coaches and training camp and all that stuff. We just don't have it right now. So Yeah, yeah. And we have a limited info set on how to get information, right? That we have those Zoom calls, but, I mean, we see Corey how often? Right. It just it just doesn't happen. And I mean, not that it doesn't happen, but it's 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 rare. We have players, we have coach, we have offensive coordinator, we have a lot of different people that pop in. And the folks that are there in the room and being able to talk and, and see what's going on are, are so limited. It's it's a very fine amount of information coming out. You'll see it. It's all reflected in the reporting you see today. Right. People aren't there. They're not interacting with the one on ones and the players. Right. When we were there, we we saw Kelly Stafford. We saw, you know, Matthew the one time and, and got a hay and a wave and talked to some guys on the sideline after practice. Right. There's a whole lot of ways to get information and ask questions and bring it forward. The press has that. Fans have that. We had that. And it's just not available. Right. Right now, the way things are with the whole covid thing, it's it, it's tough. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, it just it just is. I want to talk about another thing about where the team's getting love, Case, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Oh, hi, Budica. Um, 
our guys Galladay and Jones are getting some love, and I have to give some uh, credit to uh, Tropic. I'm sorry, a duck unreal. I don't know why I wanted to call him Tropic. <laughs> a duck unreal. Um, they're both getting some love. Uh, if you look on PFF, and of course everything on the old, there it is. Um, if you look on the old PFF um, tweet, I'm going here right now. Uh, most receiving yards on contested targets since 2015. Mike Evans is a top big Mike. Uh, Julio Jones, and you also got Kenny Galladay at number three, and Marvin Jones at number four. Um, and they're just 100 out of first and second. And it drops to DeAndre Hopkins, which is he's, in the, he's 60 below them at number five. Um, great company to be in. But let's talk about the receiving yards on contested targets thing. What you know, we we've talked about it in a couple different ways. It's number one, well, when you get guys that aren't that quick uh, and don't have quite the route running ability that maybe you want, they're they're always fighting for contested catches, right? Um, but you got a guy like uh, Matthew Stafford on the other hand, who's got a lot of confidence in an arm where. He puts it in places where he knows it's going to be a contested catch, but he trusted, trusts his receiver. So there's a little, there's a couple sides of this story. Numbers are high for both of these guys. Does that lean more towards it being Stafford, or does it lean more towards we have two receivers that have problems getting separation? I mean, I don't know that it leans either way. I mean, I think all those guys are good. I mean, we've watched Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay make spectacular catches. Sideline catches, toe-tapped catches, you know, in, in guys in their face catches, you know, we, we've watched both of them do that, and that is impressive. You also have a quarterback who can put that right where he needs to. Not that he's always the most accurate quarterback, but he frequently puts those balls into a spot where even, even in a contested catch situation, his guy is much more likely to come down with it. I think some of that has to do with the velocity of the throws he makes because it's, it's much more difficult for a defensive back to get their hands on, get turned around for, get into position to make a play on a ball that's moving that quickly than it is for one that, that's got a little bit more air under it. Good, good, good. All right, yeah. All right, all right, Case. We've got – you had uh, – you, 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 something – yeah. <laughs> Jerry in the chat nailed it. Thank you. Did Case's audio suddenly go through the Muppet filter? <laughs> your, your voice got – Possibly. Yeah. Switch switch between the mics again really quick and just see if that fixes it while we're while we're flying. Yeah, working on it. Oh, there it went. You're good. All right. Uh really quick. I also want to get into something else. And this one, this is something that's that's bothered me and we've alluded to a little bit. Um it's kind of what's what's going on with football right now. And it's bothering me a lot. Um last weekend would have been our party, our early training camp party. Oh, sad. Yeah, yeah. Um we didn't get to do that. We didn't get to do training camp, the big hangout, meeting and hanging and doing stuff with people, the live shows, the whole thing. It, it's the, the buildup isn't here for the season. The Hall of Fame game, right, has already happened by yeah. now. And and we're all excited. The, the It's this ramp up to football, the preseason, right? You're like, okay, finally football. You get that, you, you, and you're working up to the third game of the preseason. You're like, okay, now we know. And you know the fourth game is there. And you're like, we'll just get through it. We're almost there, right? Then you get that week off in between, and then you finally have football. None of that. None of that excitement. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I, is is this going to affect how fans engage the game? 
Um, is the NFL and even us, are we so arrogant to think that uh, it's just going to automatically grab people's attention like it normally does when it goes live? I mean, you look at the NBA right now just dying in the ratings. Usually the NBA mm-hmm. does pretty well. They're getting murdered in the ratings. Uh, and, and nobody knows what's going on with that. And And on the other hand, you look at UFC. And they're killing it, right? They're doing great. They've got all kinds of people watching. And, I mean, I'm on board now because it's been really, really fun and exciting to, to, to watch that, especially while nothing else is on. What's going to happen with the NFL? With all the uncertainty, with every, with no college football, right? Hey, we can play Saturdays now. That, that's kind of yep. a good thing. But what does it mean? What does this mean? Is Because college and pro f- very much feeds on each other throughout the season. And that's not there. What does this mean? The empty seats were all on great, great, great point. You watch it and you're just constantly reminded of the situation we're in. It's it's such a downer, right? What does it mean for the football and the return of football? And how will it be? Do you, how do you think it'll be embraced? I do think it's going to be a tough year for the NFL for ratings. I mean... I do think it's going to be rough. I think it's going to be very similar to the NBA. So much of the buildup, the the stuff that slowly gets people excited. And, and uh, as Mike pointed out in the chat too, you know, fantasy football hasn't really kicked off because nobody's sure. Everybody wants to make absolutely sure there there is a season before they, you know, pay for it. And, and it, it, I think a lot of people probably just aren't going to play this year because they're not sure, you know, what, what's going to, what the season's going to look like in the end, the uncertainty. And, and I also think that for a lot of us, we've found other hobbies yeah, <laughs> this off season true. because yeah. there's been so little, so little NFL to digest. Um, and it's, you know, they're going to slowly have to bring people back. And I think the season will, you know, bring people back, bring diehards back. But I, I think it's going to take years for them to probably fully recover the fan base that they had built up. And that, that, that speaks, I mean, that means a lot for salary caps, right? Yeah. Some of the huge deals that have been signed in the last two years, they might really, really hurt. For it a seems of counterintuitive just because everybody's so desperate for something. But I, you know, just the, having the lack of buildup, it, it, that's a huge part of the interest in the game is, everything that happens when the game's not being played. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think the, the real gap is, and I think you nailed it. People have found a lot of things to keep their times, bu- their time, you know, keep themselves busy and spend their time because they've had to, because there hasn't yeah. been anything else. Right. Um, the diehard fans are going to be there. We'll be there. Right. We're, we're not going away. We, we, yeah. if we were going away, we'd have been gone in, May. Well, what, yeah, that first that first season we were doing this that they that they just started losing and losing and losing and I I thought about it, man. I thought about walking away. You talked me back into it, so I think I'm here for I'm toast. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I don't remember. know if I can do this anymore, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was that was it was two weeks. I'm toast after that. <laughs> yeah, but we did it. We got it. Um, but really, I mean, even after all that, if it was going to knock us down, it would have been May of this year when just everything shut down and went away and the, rolled up the sidewalks. But there's going to be that casual fan base and that's that's not there. And there's and and it's it's one of those things that it is a, a self fulfilling and self feeding kind of a wheel. In that, if people aren't watching it, they're not talking about it on the the late night shows. They're not talking about it in the in the news as much. It's not in the normal realm of conversation you don't have the kind of sitting at work conversations that you used to 
for a lot of people that, that do the, uh, you know, the, the jobs where you're sitting at a desk, that's all gone away. Um, how do you have those conversations now? You don't. So without that happening, how are people going to find this extra way to get interested and get drawn in? I think you're going to lose a lot of the casual fans out of out of the game. Um, I think there's a whole political angle that's going to get people frustrated as well, and it's going to just do whatever it does, right? It's, it is what it is, and it's gonna the the society's got to work through their their situation, right? To 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 a better place, but it's, people are going to react. You're going to have a, an impact on that, and and it's funny because at a time when everybody should be coming together and finding a way to work together, where we seem to be continue to try to find as many ways as we can to be apart. Football is one of that, those great uniters, while it still divides cities against each other. <laughs> it does it does bring people together, and I'm I'm hoping I just hope that the power of football does does what it does this year, and 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 we get that kind of that focus back on the game because it's such a great game and and these players are just such masters of the skills it's 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 like it's better than ballet i'll tell you that right (laughs) these guys are absolute masters what they do and i just absolutely i i lament the fact that we don't have the news the news has such a choked pipeline to to get to people and that you know it's another case where you have an industry that has been faced by you know, something to really either have a massive demand for information and they haven't innovated a way to get people involved in, in, a, in a place in a digital world when anybody could be involved from anywhere in the world. I think I'd love to see a lot more innovation from the teams around that and, and help. And they're going to help themselves by, by bringing people along. I mean, that generates news, that generates buzz, and that does all the things you want. So we'll see how they go. There's a lot of arrogance. And then I think this is also going to shake the world a little bit around the whole um, negotiation of streaming rights and, and all that kind of thing, because I think viewership is going to be down this year. I think it's going to create a situation where um, they're going to do whatever they can to get eyes on this. And they know they have a lot of people in markets that want to see it, but can't, so they don't watch it. And uh, they, I think that's going to open up the, 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 the rights piece that contract gets negotiated after this year so uh we'll, we'll see how that plays out but i think there's a lot of things playing into how these things go and the go forward but i'm just worried about this year and what we want beyond the fact that we just want to play football um but being able to see you know what the effect is on the league yeah all right let's get talk about a little bit more lion specific news and, and we we did the good we did the bad let's do the ugly case um <laughs> tavon austin yeah He's with the Colts. I know. I know you're sad. I uh, we had talked you Wilson. down a little bit. Not Austin. Yeah, that's Wilson. that's what I meant. Tavon Wilson. Same thing. It ends in an end. Um, Tavon Wilson is with the Colts. No longer with the Lions. Um, Case we had to talk you down a little bit. It, it really seemed to break your heart. Where's where are we really going to miss old Tavon on the field this year? Well. The safety position for us has fluctuated pretty significantly over the last few years. Um, and Tracy Walker, I thought, was more of a natural free safety, but I was wrong. And he's done his best work in the box, which is where Tavon Wilson was playing for us primarily. So I think that this is the opportunity with Harmon coming in from the Patriots to take over the free safety position, moving Tracy full time to the strong safety position is a benefit for us in terms of the the playing to those guys, those two players strengths um, and, and letting Tracy Walker do his best work. Yeah, and I agree 100 percent. And I think the thing that left to uh, Tavon Wilson 
his departure, his 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 being let go is, you know, Duran Harmon, newborn child at home. Um, you know, the whole COVID thing is is worrisome for everybody, right? Yeah, everyone has their own risk profile they have to work through. Um, but he came around and the Lions talked to him, showed him the COVID plan, uh, and even with that uh that newborn at home, he's decided he's coming to play. And it was right after that that we we saw that Tavon was was departing, was let go. Um obviously Duran comes in and play, uh, plays a good role for us. I think that's um that's good for us. Tavon was 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 an absolutely serviceable player at that position. He had some highs, he had some lows. Um but I feel I feel like it's a it's a, a little bit of an upgrade for us where you know to put Duran Harmon there instead of Tavon. And I gotta give Thanks to Lunch Threatener on the Reddit for that topic. But um, where are you at? Is Duran an, an upgrade here for us? Or are yeah, we absolutely. Equal? I mean, I'm very excited about the shape of our safety group right now uh, with him in there. So, no, no, I, I absolutely think that. I think, uh, you know, I still think that Diggs was probably uh, better than we want him to be just because we want to be angry with him, whatever. But I, I do think he was a very talented player and I still think we missed him for a chunk of last year, but uh, this helps solve that issue big time too. the, it, like I said, it, moving Tracy Walker over there full time to strong safety helps fill the hole left by Diggs departing. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you're right. A huge part is the why the UK has been dedicated channel for football that we're working hard to try to help them provide uh, some color commentary on because they're having some real struggles with their, their broadcasters over there. If we could get a uh, case and I involved, I think we could really help them with their ratings and make a sensible broadcast where people understand what's going on and have a little tea at the same time. All right. Uh, Mike has a great question in the chat. Do you think Je- Jesse James is salvageable? Yes. I am going to say, don't, don't take my answer before I can. <laughs> I am going to say yes, but uh, instead of the yes and um, yes, but if he doesn't come around this year, I don't care what the cap hit is. It's, we've got to move on. He's he, he if he's if he's like he was last year. Sorry, Jesse, you, you have not you know you have not earned any of that money, and I would rather sit on it than pay anybody to play at that level because it's just it is actually a detriment to how the team goes. If you paid attention to any of Riz's rewatches of the season last last uh, year. Um, if you haven't, check out lionswired at yosetoday.com. Uh, great, great series about it. And Jesse James pops up a couple of times at just how bad he played. He's a better player than he showed last year. At least he used to yes, be. That's what, that's what I'm, my point is just that he's played better in the past than he played last year. I don't know if it was just adjusting to a new situation. Um, I do think my hopes for him have been significantly tempered from where they were when we first brought him in because I thought it was going to be a great signing. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, mm-hmm. but I do think the I do think his ceiling is still a lot higher than what we saw last year. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And this will be. I mean, the, these coaches are riding on a couple of players ability to perform and 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 i think bob quinn as well so this is this isn't again a super interesting year um but i think i think jesse james can do it i would i would love to see him do it um he's a lot better player than he was last year he's just got to perform and i and, and we want him to i don't i don't hate on the guy right i hate how he performed last yeah. year and I need to see better but he's he's got the talents he's just they just gotta show up they have to show up 
Uh, Talked a little bit about fantasy football, just so you know. It is on the menu. Everyone gets a refund if there's not a season. If the season starts, we're in. We're going. And you want to be ready. You want to get your spot reserved, head to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Remember, it's our biggest fundraiser of the year. Um, that's, you know, how we pay for our servers and everything else. And, uh, your help there is appreciated. You have Casey, you have Riz, you have myself all playing. Uh, you have to play against us and duke it out and we'll see. We'll see what you got. But, uh, fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. There's three different leagues and it gives you a little taste of different, uh, different pricing and lets you get in for a little bit or a lot. We have a great big pick'em league with a nice little pot for whoever wins that. And, uh, like I said, you need to play against us and it's a grand, grand old time. Every league is a 12 team league, I believe. And one third of those people win prizes. And, uh, that's a pretty good deal. So here we go. Moving on. Um, we got the big 10 shutting it down. We've got the Pac-12 shutting it down. We got a lot of the uh, the 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 college football shutting it down. There's a couple of pieces, a couple of things, in how this connects to the the NFL. Just a couple of implications in the larger scale, and I want to talk about them. Um, the first one is the idea of uh, players having a spring season for college football, yeah, and then playing fall ball, whether it's in college or pros, the next yeah. year. What an what an abuse of the human body yeah. to think something like that is possible. Um, I want football. I want to watch college football. I love. I would love to watch college football in the fall and the spring and the summer. And I guess winter's the one I missed. All of those seasons, I would love to see college football played through those. But when I think about the players and their ability to do that, that doesn't exist. That's not how it rolls, right? So. Yeah. What is this idea about playing in the spring case and how can they how could they do this in a way that allows these guys to play a full season or a real season in the fall? Uh, I don't know. Um it's going to be tricky and I think teams are going to have to plan for it better than they've had to in the past uh, because they're going to have to plan for bringing rookies along next year slower than normal as if they weren't already in a, in a situation with that this year because they didn't have time with them, you know, in the preseason, they're going to have to worry about the, you know, the, the, how healthy those guys are. You talk about the rookie wall, the rookie wall is going to be a, a more significant thing than it ever has been before. If those guys just finished a, you know, a, a four month schedule in the spring and get two months and start up again, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. It's going to be very difficult for those players. Um, so I think, you know, relying on rookies next year is going to be something you don't want to have to do. Um, and, so, well, and seniors opting out, that's a whole different ball of wax. Now they don't yeah, play at all sure. for a year and a half and yeah, you don't know what sure. you've got, right? I mean, either way is, 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 a, is a poison pill. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's going to be the draft is going to be so weird because there's not going to be enough information on these players. Um, there's a guy specifically, a uh, quarterback for NDSU here in Fargo, uh, Trey Lance, who is being touted as even better than Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz came out of NDSU. And if he was able to play this year, he would have had a chance to potentially prove that right and, uh, you know, earn his spot at the top of the draft board. He's not going to get that now. And because he's from a smaller school, it's not going to it's it's not going to uh, be that way for him. And he's going to have to he's kind of the guy like if the Lions pick 32, (laughs) um, 
I'd love for the Lions to draft him 32. I mean, and that's not to say, you know, you're looking to replace Matthew Stafford necessarily. I certainly hope we're not. But um, if there's any thought about the future of Matthew Stafford, he'd be a great guy to bring in at number 32 and even keep as a backup for a few years and possibly even as trade bait. Um, So, like, it's going to affect some of those guys and it's going to create situations uh, where only guys from the major schools are going to get drafted early. Mm-hmm. I suspect. Yeah, the places that they have connections, their scouts have connections, like good solid connections. Yeah, where they get to get to look at this stuff. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting, and where they can get the inside scoop on these guys. I think one of the things that this year's draft is going to tell us is what colleges, and this is for you, future athletes, <laughs> what colleges have the best connections to the NFL teams. I think that's what's going to drive a whole heck of a lot of the draft and the intelligence of the draft. Hopefully, we'll have a Senior Bowl. And uh, we'll be able to do that that big bunch of fun to understand what's happening and who's where and see some some folks playing. All right. Oh, Hodges replace our Super Bowl winning quarterback. Blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy case. Um, okay, so, so you got that piece. Now let's talk about the, this other side of it. And this is an interesting set of concepts. I've seen McAfee talk about it. I've heard a couple other people talk about it. We've rolled it around the dinner table here at my house. Um the idea of the SEC saying, everybody, pound sand, we're going to play. We're going we're gonna to have a well, FU, NCAA, we don't need you. You tell us if we don't follow, we're going to not have, we're gonna have people play like you told Nebraska, right? You're, you're, you're going to have all kinds of problems. You're going to have all kinds of fines. You're not going to be able to play next year or something like that. I'd, I'm working from memory here from, um, from what I heard there. But they're going to really penalize any teams that leave their conference to go play in a league somewhere else. And you think about it. This would be interesting. This would be an interesting shakeup to college football if something like, and I'm just using the SEC as the example right now, were to say we're going to create create our own collegiate collegiate athletic association, and we're going to pull Ohio State, who's willing to go play somewhere, and we're going to play. We're going to pull Michigan because Harbaugh was able to throw the athletic director and the president off of a bus somewhere and and the team's coming down there to play. And maybe you get a Wisconsin and you get a Notre Dame and you get a couple other big teams that come down there uh, because their teams want to play and they want to show off those big fellas. And the SEC creates its own college football league. It creates a real wrinkle in the way the college system works. I love competition. And... you don't want to minimize the threat of, of of getting sick, right? I don't, and I don't want to minimize that, and I don't want to like throw that aside. But let's let's do that for a moment. <laughs> the idea of just adding competition to the NCAA really, really appeals to me because I think the BCS whole thing has been kind of a joke, kind of messed up. I think college football has been kind of a uh, I just don't like the direction that's taken, and I don't like the idea that a guy that sits around and plans a bowl for a year makes a couple million dollars for one event, right? I don't like how and, and the players sit there and they're they got free Gatorade. I, I'm just in a couple rides at Disney. I'm just not super excited about how this has played out and how they've taken advantage of the players and how it's become this great big, um, you know, money funnel for the colleges and the the executives around it. Putting that kind of co- uh, competition out there really appeals to me because how how are they going to win? Well, by taking care of the players. And I'd like to see that. I would like to see the focus back on the players and the athletes rather than the focus being on the universities and the palaces that they want to build around there. 
What are your thoughts, number one, about the idea of sneaking off to the SEC for a bunch of teams to go play? And then number two, you know, for, for putting competition in to, against the NCAA in this whole college athletics place. I mean, the NCAA has done some really dumb things. So, I mean, to light a bit of a fire under them would probably not be a bad thing. It, I mean, if you look back to when the NFL uh, had competition from the AFL, it changed the NFL in positive ways. Uh, eventually, obviously, they absorbed the AFL, and that was probably for the best. Um, but in so doing, in creating that competition with the league, it forced the NFL to get better to be better. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, hopefully that's the scenario you would end up with where NCAA is forced to do better and be better and, and represent the players uh, better than what they do already. I mean, and, and things are trending that way lately anyway, with, um, you know, with players being allowed to make money off of their likeness and, and whatever. Um, but it, it, you know, there's always room for improvement, and and hopefully, I I couldn't blame those schools for saying, you know, we're not we're going to do our own thing, and we don't need you anymore. Uh, and then eventually, when the NCAA gets their act together, they could uh, come back. Now, having said that, is this just a reaction to the current situation, and uh, and is just throwing a tantrum about something that really nobody has that much control over. Uh, you want to do things one way. Of course you want to do things one way. Is it responsible to do things that way? And I've heard lots of arguments on both sides of it and whether or not, you know, players are actually uh, college players are actually safer uh, if they're at school doing, doing their things because they're getting the, the medical treatment, uh, medical um, oversight that they wouldn't necessarily get and there's staying a, at home. There's a lot of guys where home is a place that doesn't have right oh, that that is a hot spot and right? so like I, I get that i yeah. totally get that it's but uh it's so tricky and i understand you know people get really upset when a, a team or a school or whatever does something out of not wanting liability and i get that but at the same time imagine putting yourself in that position imagine you're the one like i i i was the one who put the uh deposit down on a um, airbnb for a friend's bachelor party and and that made me fucking paranoid excuse me uh so like i get that you know like if you're the one who's so, so did you who's is it happened on the already line, has this bachelor party happened already oh yeah we're, so were you like the ago. cop i managed sure, to get the deposit back so i was gonna say were you the cop making sure no one broke through doors did you have to i was trying sober? to go with the flow but i did i did at one point ask some dudes to stop playing foosball at four o'clock in the morning because uh, there were there is a family that lived downstairs so and they didn't take to it kindly but i i was i was as polite about it as i could be this, uh, case in the cop <laughs> position is just such a great just, juxtaposition. I had just gotten back from the strip club, so like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Case Who in the position judge, of cop but... is just hilarious. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, no, that's okay. So yeah, that's interesting. That whole thing, and then let's talk about how that affects the draft. If they decide to do a spring season for for college football, and there's no play, let me just even throw another wrinkle in it. Let's say the SEC plays in the fall with or without anybody else and everybody else goes to a spring season right well your seniors won't play in the spring because they want to play in the fall in the pros right yeah so you're not really getting a whole lot of look at the guys that you're about you want to evaluate 
for the draft. Their, their season's going to happen basically just before or during the draft. And you'll have a little bit of an advantage for those kids in the SEC that got to play and exhibit their skills, right? Like um, I said, you know, those wow. big schools are going to, that's where all the kids, that's where all the drafts are going to come from early on. Yeah. It's going to be the guys, you know, and this is maybe this, this plays well for Quinn. He's shown a propensity and an ability to do this, to scout and dig out those small school kids who, you know, I know we was talking about Kenny Galladay when we picked him up. Right. And, and he's, yeah. he's been a strong performer for the team. It's no question about that. Um, stronger than where we got him in the draft. Um, I, you know, how that affects Quinn's ability to do that, we'll see. Uh, it's an interesting, def- definitely in- interesting implications. There we go. All right, uh, let's move on really quick. Don't forget about Fanatics, all your Lions or Pistons, because everyone's watching the NBA, or Wings, because nobody's watching them in the, fo- the hockey, or college football, because nobody's watching college football. All your gear for all your players is available. Hot items right now off the presses for all those players that are on the field. Uh, Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head on over. They give us a cut and help support the show. Also, Amazon. Any purchases you make on Amazon, if you go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, uh, go straight over. It, it sets a cookie in your browser. It just does a pass-through on one site, but it pops Amazon up right away. It's how they know we sent you and they give us a kickback. It doesn't cost you anything more. It just takes extra money out of the man's pocket and help support your favorite boys over at the podcast. There you go. All right, Case, I know the travel restrictions are on, but we haven't mm. done this for a while, and I really think that it's time to go around the division. Don't fuck around. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I miss that. That's a, that's a throwback to the old, old days. Your head okay? <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I love that. I love that one. So don't F around, Case. Take us around the division. What do we got going on? Where do you want to start? Uh, Let's start with the Bears. Um, They, we've already talked about their you know losses and in their opt out because they had Eddie Goldman opt out, and that's actually one of the more significant players in the NFL who was chosen to opt out. Um, They've there's been a lot made. Uh, this last week about how the Bears defense, despite not maintaining the unmaintainable stats of like turnover rates and things of that nature, we're still a top 10 unit last year. And, and I mean, OK, so the question is, first of all, we made the prediction the Bears were going to be worse this last year and that, that they were going to regress. The defense was going to regress because those stats they put up the year in, in 2018 were unsustainable. There did. That's it would be. I wouldn't say it's unprecedented, but it's extremely unlikely and unusual for a team to manage those kind of statistics two years in a row. It just doesn't happen. Indeed. They were also one of the healthiest teams in the league, if not the healthiest team in 2018. And that's also unsustainable. So they're they're coming down a notch, a significant notch mm-hmm. from being maybe the best defense in the league to merely being a top 10 wasn't surprising. Now, the question is, was that regression to the mean or was it past the mean and will they come back up again? Mm. Not necessarily to 2018 level, but to a level higher than they were last year. And I don't know the answer to that. Um, And you do have the issue with obviously Eddie Goldman leaving. You do have some other players they lost in free agency. They they've picked up some other players. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I think you have probably a weaker unit in terms of depth. And so I would say you would probably expect their defense to finish at the bottom end of the top 10 again this year. 
Um, the other, the only other thing with the Packers, their- with the Bears is uh, Brett Favre suggested that he'd like to see Aaron Rodgers wearing a Bears jersey. <laughs> <laughs> forever so, a bear Aaron Rodgers forever a Viking Brett Favre that would that would be ideal I would love that um interesting yeah that's that, that's something the, the thing though as their defense dies they are an offensive powerhouse at the tight end position they definitely have a ton going on over there all right okay let's keep going um yeah, we had some audio stuff here. We're we're with you. We'll see what's going on. Okay, I'm working with you on momentarily. It. Uh, I think it's me, actually, not you. You, okay. you were looking good. All right, so let's let's go on now. Uh, move ahead to the glory days over at. What do you want to go to? Okay, let's go to the Packers, and okay, I'll let you. I'll just talk while you try to fix the audio. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Okay, so uh, the Packers news was. Not super significant, but they've got, uh, they picked up Travis Fulgham, our former deep rounder that we were, you know, people had hoped that he might be the next Kenny Galladay, uh, slow, bigger body. Yeah. The, the one thing that Fulgham does, and, and like I mentioned with the, the other Packers, uh, receivers, he's a good blocker. Um, or at least that was, he was touted as one coming out of college. Uh, whether or not he lives up to that in the pros, we'll have to see. But I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't make their roster. I mean, but at the same time, he's got probably a better chance to make the Packers roster than he would any other team because the Packers' depth at wide receiver is is crap. So if he goes in there and presses, we could possibly see Fulgham uh, on another team here um, playing against us. Yes, yes, we 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 could. I'm I'm still working on it. Uh, Fulgham is not the guy that uh, we thought he was when we are when we uh, when we picked him. I up, mean, was he was he? a later round draft pick, so it wasn't a huge like. You're not going to hit on every one of those by any means. So. Right, right. Okay, so I take us to Minnesota, and I'm trying to remember what Minnesota had that for me today. I. Looking real quick here. Um, they don't have much going on. Everson Griffin, that's the one. Everson Griffin, uh, Everson I've Griffin, heard of him. their former former defensive end who had some mental health issues. Um, sorry, guys, about the audio. We're working on it. Um, mental health issues and uh, missed some time with that. And some, I, I can't remember if he had other injuries. I don't know. Um, but he's now with the Cowboys on a $6 million deal. I know a lot of Lions fans are upset that we didn't get him for that. Uh, you never know. You never know what a player did or did not get offered, what maybe he didn't take or whether or not the Lions were even interested, whether they thought he would fit with the team. Uh, if he's a, if they saw him as strictly a four, three edge, and we're not going to be running that kind of scheme. He may not have had, we may not have had any interest in him. We also have players at the defensive end position, or at least at the edge position, a combo of defensive end and edge that we have, you know, we have a rosterable group of guys already. Um, so sorry guys, you didn't miss much if you missed uh, me talking <laughs> about the Packers. So yeah. it was just Travis Fulgham and how 
he might make their roster. Yeah, he, he's a guy that hasn't had a whole lot of success. And um, we, we talked about him. He was a guy that um, he just had no area of expertise, no specialty that he stood out in. He was, you know, you have guys that are great and you guys, um, you have guys that weren't right. And, but, but that are subpar in some areas, he just was par or subpar in all areas. He had nothing that stood out and, uh, we haven't been able to, to get anything out of him. So to let him go to the Packers is, is just fine at this point. Sure. Just so you're aware, Chris, apparently your mic is still quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. I apologize. There's, there's so much we're getting everything ready here. Generally, we get new equipment set up here before the beginning of the season, but with hey, postal things go. taking longer, it's better taking later. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been, it's been a hassle. So well, this is the first time with the new rig tested it out. Everything worked. And now something just kind of flattened itself out along the way. So bear with, we'll, we'll figure it all out. Like we do. You guys know. All right. Um, let's see really quick. What else do we have going on case? I think that's about it. We're about ready to wrap. Wow. Look at us. We did it. We really did it. All right. Don't worry, you guys. Next time on the video, I promise, promise, promise we'll have it all fixed down for you. Um, it's it's a combination of crazy, crazy stuff. I need I need Fletcher over here to do some some audio engineering. Come on, man. All right. Uh, everybody Mike, think- we'll try to hit that next time. <laughs> yeah, the audio is all back. It's crazy. It's it's a, It was something deep in Windows that went wrong. All right. So with that, we're going to call it a show. Thank you guys for putting up with uh, the stuff this week that on the on the video side, we'll clean it up on the uh, on the regular weekly podcast. And uh, next week, it'll be much, much smoother and easier. Also, I got to say, we're at a point now where things are changing from a seat from a from a lions um and, and an nfl news perspective we're getting to a point where the news will become apparent where you know they're ramping up now padded practice starts very shortly a lot a lot a lot of you know breaking interesting things are coming we've had very very little to work with we've tried to create entertaining content there's not been a lot of you know doing roster predictions in the middle of july when you don't know there's a season doesn't really do it so we've tried to take the content in a little bit different direction but uh we're getting back now to a lot of the stuff that you guys are probably used to and and are getting into our uh, our NFL season shape. We've got some great stuff for the post-game shows this year, a lot of really, really good stuff that we've been working on to get get ready to go. So you guys, thanks for holding out with us and sticking around with us while we we get through this. The one thing we didn't want to do is give up, and, and, and so we just tried to evolve with what we had. So all you guys that hung around and gals that have hung around, thank you so much. You are the most appreciated group of folks in Lions fandom. Wouldn't you agree, Case? Aren't they the best? Absolutely. I mean, if they're hanging out with guys that don't they're wear the pants, best. they got to be doing pretty good. <laughs> all right. So with all that, I'm going to go and say, let's call it a show close. Remember, show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit. Let us know what you think, how we could get fixed, the audio issues or whatever else. Uh, talk to us there about that. We appreciate it. We'll work with you to make sure the show is in line with what you are looking for. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Head on over there. Like I said, a buck a month on the donation scale gives you access to the cool, cool chat. You'll get a intro or an invite via email that it'll get you right in there and you can take part in the fun with all of us. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, uh, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That's where all the info flows. We're, we're pretty good about Facebook now. and still working on Instagram, thinking about what we want to do with it. But Twitter is where all the news comes. If we're going to be late, if we're going to be early, if we're going to do a show, you'll know there first at DET Lions Podcast. Because all that stuff 
Plus, you get to see Case in a fishbowl. <laughs> All right, give us a call at Skype or via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. It's all one word. Call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. You leave a message. We'll get you on the show. For those that you want to interact live, we'll get you on the show. You can talk to us that way. And be sure, right now, immediately, go to iTunes, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, go wherever you have to, and subscribe to this podcast. You're going to want us to come in your ears all season, automatically, and that's how you get it to happen. I mean, what more could you want in life? Case, really? Really? I can't think of anything I want more than for <laughs> than that. Come in my ears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, folks, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You scratching nuts over there, Jeff? Oh. Huh?